I'm guessing the same is true for you. That's how it was for me and my wife, Joyce. Long before I asked her to marry me, we both knew that we could not possibly be happy without each other. I was in love with her and she with me. We spent part of every day with each other and talked together for hours at a time. We broke up a few times to date others, but whenever that happened, we missed each other terribly. Ultimately, we realized that life without each other would be a tragic mistake, so we married much sooner than we had originally planned. Joyce was only 19. I was 21. Fifty years later, with two married children and four grandchildren, we still can't imagine what life would be without each other, and we still find each other irresistible. But Joyce and I are not still in love because we were meant for each other. It might seem that way, but it isn't true. The reason we're in love is that we have consistently done things for each other that have kept our love alive. For 50 years, we've been keeping the four promises. Before we look at each other's promises and how they can guarantee your love for each other and the success of your marriage, let's look first at how the feeling of love works. What is it that makes you fall in love with each other? And what could cause you to lose that love? Romantic Love and the Love Bank The feeling of love, I call it romantic love, is quite predictable. It's that predictability that makes me so successful in saving marriages. I know what creates romantic love, what destroys it, and what can sustain it for a lifetime. I use that knowledge to help married couples recapture romantic love for each other after they think it's been lost for good. I want you to acquire that same knowledge so that your marriage will be just as fulfilling for you and your partner as my marriage has been for Joyce and me. But to understand how romantic love works, you'll need to be introduced to a concept I call the love bank. There's a love bank inside each one of us. Our emotions use it to keep track of the way people treat us. Every person we've ever known has an account in our love bank and their balances are determined by how we feel when we're with them. If someone makes us feel good, love units are deposited into their account. But if we feel bad around this person, love units are withdrawn. The better we feel, the more love units are deposited. The worse we feel, the more are withdrawn. Our emotions use the balance in a person's love bank account to advise us as to whether or not we should spend time with that person. When someone has a positive love bank balance, more deposits than withdrawals, our emotions encourage us to be with that person by making us like him or her. But when someone has a negative balance, more withdrawals than deposits, our emotions encourage us to run for cover by causing us to dislike that person. The larger the positive balance in our love bank account, the more attracted we feel to someone. For example, if 200 love units accumulate, we feel comfortable around that person. If 500 love units accumulate, we may consider him or her one of our best friends. But something special happens when the love bank balance of someone of the opposite sex reaches a critical threshold of, say, a thousand love units. Our emotions give us an extra incentive to spend as much time as possible with that person, even for the rest of our lives. That's the feeling I call romantic love. Of course, negative balances have the opposite effect. Just like a checking account, 
A love bank account can be in the red when love units continue to be withdrawn after none are left. If a man at work who's been annoying eventually has a love bank balance of negative 200, our emotions will make us feel uncomfortable whenever he's around, even when he's not doing anything that's annoying. And someone with a love bank balance of negative 500 will seem downright repulsive. Our emotions want us to avoid that person whenever possible. But whenever someone has a very large negative balance, say negative 1,000 love units, our emotions go to great lengths to encourage us to avoid all contact. That's when we end up hating the person. It happens automatically if someone's balance in our love bank dips to that critical low point. We don't end up reaching the hate threshold with most people because we avoid having contact with them before their love bank balance falls that far.